It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Congratulations, true crime addicts. We've survived another week. It is Friday, March 1st, 2024. This week, three crimes taken over by politics. Let's talk. Next Benedict, Lakin Riley, and Tyler Bobert. All this and more. Stay tuned. Yes. Super excited. We are all pumped to have James Author Renner. James Renner. That James Renner has zeroed in. James Renner is once again drops a bombshell. Investigative James journalist Renner. reporter James Renner. James Renner, who's been James on the podcast Renner. a long time. Writer. Writer. James And welcome back to True Crime This Week with me, your host, James Renner. Uh, as always, I want to thank Walter for being here. He's, uh, managing, the, he's uh, manning the editing station. He's just back from the interactive Willy Wonka experience. So uh, uh, he's back from that. Hey, um, I am back. Uh, sorry I wasn't here last week. You know, I, I tried to be. I wanted to be. I went in for simple ankle surgery uh, last Wednesday, and there was some complications with the anesthesia. And uh, <laughs> instead of waking up in the recovery room, I woke up at an entirely different hospital in the ICU with a tube down my throat. Um, I've told some of the story on TikTok. If you don't follow me on TikTok, I'm the real, uh, or I think it's just the James Renner on TikTok. Uh, check it out where I talk about some of that crazy experience. Uh, um, but it uh, it was a misadventure. Uh, but I'm back. Um, my voice is recuperating. I'm recuperating. And uh, I figured I'm not doing anything else but sitting around. Let's do the podcast again this week. I feel good to be back. So um, let's jump to the top stories, shall we? <clears throat> There's a term in philosophy called the other. If you've taken some philosophy classes, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's, it has to do with our human instinct to group ourselves into tribes, and anybody that's different from us is seen as kind of a threat in some way. Those are the others. You know, there's us, there's our group, there's our clique, and then the others. It's kind of like um, and people that still hold on to that fear of people who are different from them. Uh, it's a holdover from that time when we lived in tribes. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a genetic holdover, kind of like a vestigial tale, something that we need to get over. But in the last few years, non-binary children have become one of these 
groups of others in uh, certain parts of the country, especially in the South. States have recently restricted gender-affirming care and access to appropriate bathrooms and things like that. Politicians use this fear to get elected, and it is part of their rhetoric and their rah, rah, rah to get the dumb voters to come out and, and, and vote for them because they don't understand what's going on with the kids today. So uh, we're going to stop it. And, and, and that's how they get elected. Well, you know, this rhetoric was gearing up, gearing up. And finally, at some point, it was going to explode. And it finally did on February 7th when a 16-year-old non-binary student named Nex Benedict stepped into a girl's bathroom at their high school in Owasso, Oklahoma, and was beaten so severely they blacked out, according to CNN. The next morning, they were dead. Now, there's still a lot about this we don't know. Both sides, both sides, are attempting to use this teen's death to fulfill their agendas. Autopsy reports, witness interviews, stuff like that are being delayed. And when they come out, um, they're likely not to be believed by one side or the other. But here's, here's what we do know so far. Next was a non-binary student and preferred they, them, or he, him pronouns, but they were forced to use the girls' restroom at school. The school is on the Cherokee Nation Reservation in Owasso, Oklahoma. In 2022, Oklahoma became the first state in the U.S. to prohibit the use of non-binary markers on birth certificates. Minors in the state are prevented from receiving gender-affirming care. There's legislation currently being considered in that state that would prohibit school employees to address students using their preferred pronouns. The head of the education system in Oklahoma is this neocon named Ryan Walters. Now, during his tenure, he made it so that non-binary students could not change their gender designation on school records. He's a fierce opponent of critical race theory. When oil and gas companies influenced how schools in his state taught about climate change, Walters said that since they're American companies and benefit the economy, he didn't really see anything wrong with having oil companies influence uh, the education system and how they taught about climate change. Last August, a librarian in Oklahoma posted a silly TikTok where she delivered books to a school and captioned it, quote, POV, teachers in your state are dropping like flies, but you are still not quite finished pushing your woke agenda, end quote. It was clearly a joke in bad taste, maybe, uh, making fun of people who believe in some grand organized conspiracy of this woke agenda, this critical race theory. And Walters is smart enough to know that. He's also smart enough to know that people who elected him are probably not smart enough to understand satire. Uh, so he shared it on Twitter, adding his own quote, quote, woke ideology is real and I'm here to stop it, end quote. Now, all that was picked up by Libs of TikTok, which is a social media brand run by a former real estate agent named Chaya Reichik, who uses her influence to point her rabid anti-woke fans toward real people with no regard for their safety. Now, after Walters and Reichik doxed this li librarian, the woman received bomb threats. This librarian received bomb threats at her home and work. And they continue this behavior knowing that they're angering people, that they're driving people to take action and threaten these very real people. 
So in January, Walters doubled Walters. He doubles down and appoints Raychick to state's library advisory board to keep all the woke books out of his school libraries. So that's the backdrop. That's the prologue that led to what happened to Nex. For a year leading up to that fight, they they were bullied by peers and school officials look the other way. After all, they'd been told to disregard Nex's humanity by state leaders. Nex was part of the other. And so on February 7th, Nex was forced to use the wrong bathroom and encountered a group of girls who had been bullying them. They were tired of it, and when the girls started in again, Nex splashed water on them. The girls responded by pushing Nex into the floor and then beating them unconscious. The school declined to call the police. Nex's mother took them home. That night, Nex went to sleep complaining of a sore head. Now, the next morning, Nex collapsed at home. Their eyes rolled back in their head and they struggled to breathe. They were declared dead when arrived at the hospital. This is what the rhetoric leads to. If it hadn't been Nex, it would have been somebody else's kid. And for all this, I still personally don't understand what it is we're fighting about. We have real problems inflation, healthcare, unemployment, and we're fighting about what to call each other, what we want to call ourselves, which restroom to use. I can't help but think this is all just a bunch of adults playing make-believe to get a few more friends so they can be part of the popular group and not the weirdos, not the others. As a sign of the times, you'll find that each of these top three news stories this week are crimes that have been overtaken by political commentary in the United States. And I think it shows how volatile we are getting at this moment as we lead up to these stupid elections in the fall. Um, it's going to get nutty. And we're seeing this play out in these each, – each of these crimes is some way hijacked by uh, politics this week. Up next, a 22-year-old nursing student, Lakin Riley, was murdered last Thursday while on a morning jog in a wooded area at the University of Georgia. Riley was immediately reported missing by a friend when she did not return home after the run. Police went looking for her and discovered her body in a patch of forest near the trail, according to the New York Times. It was clear that she had died of blunt force trauma. It appears she attempted to fight her attacker and he panicked, killing her. Police quickly arrested 26-year-old Jose Antonio Ibera uh, for this crime, charging him with murder, false imprisonment, kidnapping, and concealing the death of another. Ibera migrated to the U.S. from Venezuela in 2022. He, were, he was arrested by Border Patrol in September that year and was released with temporary permission to stay in the country. And that's where the politics come into play, of course. President, uh, former President uh, Donald Trump called Ibera a monster and suggested the murder was a result of the invasion that is killing our citizens. Now, a quick fact check shows that there were around 18,450 homicides in the United States last year, according to Axios. Of those, only 29 were committed by undocumented immigrants, or about one-fifteenth of just one percent of all cases. Immigrants are not killing Americans. Guns in the nightstand, on the other hand. And finally, Tyler Bobert. 
Tyler Boebert, the 18-year-old son of Representative Lauren Boebert, was arrested on Tuesday and faces 22 charges related to a series of thefts and vehicle break-ins that took place in his mom's district in Colorado, according to the Daily Beast. And he could be facing more serious charges soon. Why? Because the arrest affidavit also contains a claim that Tyler was sending around a sex tape of himself and his girlfriend, who is a minor in the state of Colorado. Security camera footage allegedly caught Tyler using stolen credit cards at a gas station with other suspects. In the footage, he is seen wearing a Shooter's Grill sweatshirt, which is the restaurant his family once owned, which at the time featured gun-toting servers. It's like uh, uh, Hooters meets uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. This is uh, only the latest saga from the Bobert family. Back in September, Bobert herself was kicked out of a performance of Beetlejuice for vaping while giving her date a soft-on through his pants. Tyler's father did time for exposing himself to girls at a bowling alley in 2004. Jason sent a statement on his son's arrest to Westward, which is the alt-weekly in Denver, blaming the COVID shutdown for some of Tyler's problems. Now, we heard a little bit about Tyler's underage girlfriend last year, if you remember, after he knocked her up. Uh, This was when Representative Boebert released a statement saying she, look, guys, not a big deal. She's at least 14. Now, that might protect him from statutory rape due to the state's Romeo and Juliet laws, but it doesn't protect people from kiddie porn should the sex tape turn out to be legit. So what a mess of uh, top stories this week. But I have a lot more coming up after the break that aren't so politically charged. Uh, we got to talk about Wayne Cousins in this inquest out of the UK. Jam Master J's killers are behind bars and uh, some more cold case updates. All this and more. I'll be back in two and two. Please hang up and try again. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And we're back with... Quantum Leap, starring Scott Bakula. This week, The Guardian published newly released details about Wayne Cousins that show how Metropolitan Police missed several warning signs and allowed a sex offender to join their ranks, which he then abused and used to abduct and murder 33-year-old Sarah Everard. During COVID restrictions in March 2021, Cousins used his police warrant card to handcuff Sarah and place her in his cruiser as she was walking home in South London. Uh, authorities believe he spotted her walking and said, hey, you're not, um, you're not complying with COVID restrictions. I'm arresting you. Got her in the car that way. He then drove her to Dover, where he raped and strangled her before burning her body and disposing of her remains in a pond. Cousins is serving a rare whole-life term in prison, and his conviction launched an inquiry by the government. That report was published yesterday. What they discovered was that Cousins had already been the suspect of multiple indecent exposure incidents, as well as a knife-point kidnapping in 1995. Oh, and also an alleged rape in 2006. Oh, um, also, uh, he's alleged to have sexually assaulted a man in drag in 2019. And he was known to show colleagues images of extreme pornography. And everybody was just like, ah, you know, that's Cousins. Now, uh, there are calls right now for a complete overhaul of the police vetting system. The the first step, I I, I suggest, is maybe they start vetting police. They could – that would be the first step. On Wednesday, two men from Queens were found guilty of murdering Jam Master Jay, who's part of the hip-hop trio Run DMC, according to NPR. Ronald Washington and Carl Jordan Jr. now await sentencing. Jam Master Jay's real name was Jason Meisel, and while he was admired for his music, he was not the most sympathetic victim. Along with making music, Meisel was also selling cocaine. And in 2002, he received 10 kilos of white china that he intended to distribute in Maryland. Both Washington and Jordan were in on this deal, which would have netted them around 200K. But Meisel cut them out. They responded by breaking into Meisel's studio and shooting him in the head at close range. Washington and Jordan faced 20 to life in prison at sentencing. It's like that, the judge said. This Wednesday, the state of Texas executed Ivan Cantu for the 2,000 murders of his cousin James Mosqueda and his cousin's fiancée, Amy Kitchen, according to CNN. 
In recent weeks, celebrities like Kim Kardashian and Martin Sheen had called for a stay of execution after new evidence was released that suggested witnesses in the case lied on the stand during Kantu's trial. Also, his attorney never called any witnesses to testify on his behalf. Kantu and his lawyer, his new lawyer, claimed that Mosqueda was killed by rival drug dealers that he owed money to. However, there was evidence that was hard to explain away, such as Kantu's fingerprints being on the magazine inside the gun used to kill Mosqueda and Kitchen. Meanwhile, Idaho officials were not as successful with their own execution that same day. The execution of serial killer Thomas Creech had to be rescheduled after they were unable to get an IV line in his arm. The execution team tried eight times to access a vein before calling it a day. At one point, Creech said his legs hurt, and the medical team attempted to relieve his discomfort, which I find hilarious. Uh, they're, they're trying desperately to execute this man, and, and he's like, hey, guys, my, my leg hurts. And they're like, oh, oh my gosh, sorry about that. Let me, let, me, uh, let me help you out there. Here's some Tylenol while we try to get you hooked up to this lethal injection machine. Weird. In Australia yesterday, the New South Wales coroner released details of a new inquest into one of the country's most enduring mysteries, the 1997 disappearance of Marion Barter. Barter was a 51-year-old schoolteacher and mother of two. On Sunday, June 22, 1997, she was dropped off at a bus station in Queensland to go to the airport on her way to a vacation in England. She was never seen again. For years, local police treated the case as a runaway, but her children knew she'd never leave them behind. Then, in 2019, Barter's disappearance became the subject of a popular true crime podcast, The Lady Vanishes, which revived the investigation and popularized the case. At a press conference yesterday, coroner Teresa O'Sullivan criticized police for failing to properly investigate the case when it was still fresh and said it was that failure that led to the disappearance that led to the case uh, remaining unsolved. Man, I could have written that a lot better. Um, but it's the reason why it was never solved, according to The Guardian. O'Sullivan said she believes Barter is dead, but is unable to provide the family with any more answers at this time. She also said she believes Barter's former lover, a convicted con man named Rick Bloom, knows much more but declined to charge him with any crime related to Barter's disappearance. It's a very deep and twisty case. Check out the podcast if you want to know more. Jumping over to weird news, police in Pennsylvania have arrested an Elvis impersonator on child sex charges after finding him in a motel room with a naked 16-year-old girl, according to the New York Post. 45-year-old Matthew Cantaloy was arrested at the Motel 6 off I-90. The girl had been reported missing, and police pinged her phone, her cell phone, and traced it to the motel. Chanteloy is one of the world's best Elvis tribute artists, and he won first place in several contests. Of course, this latest performance was not entirely accurate. The girl was much too old for the real Elvis. <clears throat> Over to pop culture. Hey, this is kind of an older documentary, but I'm just hearing about it. It seems like everybody is talking about it all of a sudden. I think it has to do with TikTok. Uh, it's, it's had a resurgence, and you really got to check this out if you haven't seen this uh, true crime documentary yet because it is uh, fascinating. 
to the die. I'm not going to ruin too much. I'm not. It's going to. I'm going to say something very short here. The title of it uh, is called "Tell Me Who I Am." Tell me who I am. And in this documentary, Alex trusts his twin Marcus to tell him about his past after he loses his memory. But Marcus is hiding a dark family secret. Twins, uh, amnesia, and a dark family secret. It doesn't get any crazier than that. Check it out. Tell me who I am. Uh, my book recommendation for this week just came in off the wire, and this book just uh, was released on uh, today. It's, it's being released today, uh, March 1st. So it's called The Waltham Murders. Here's the write-up. In September 2011, Eric Weissman and two friends were murdered in a brutal triple homicide in Waltham, Massachusetts. The case went unsolved for months and then years with no discernible leads. Eric's friend, Susan Zalkind, an investigative journalist, needed closure and knew that finding it would be up to her. As Susan began digging and as the Boston Marathon bombings exposed startlingly new leads, the case led her down a tangled and sometimes dangerous path to the truth. With every person Susan interviewed came a new lead. She followed each one through a web of conspiracy theories, corruption, and crime until she eventually arrived at a decade-defining act of domestic terrorism. A true crime memoir and the culmination of more than 10 years of reporting, The Waldem Murders is an in-depth probe into a dark American underworld by a journalist coming to grips with both personal grief and the collective anguish of a nation in her tireless pursuit of the truth. That is a must-read for me. I love me some true crime memoirs. It's it's kind of a new resurging genre. Nobody, uh, you know, it's 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 its own new thing. And um, this sounds very good. So nice job, Susan. Congrats on the release. I'm going to check it out. Walton Murders. And that's the show for this week. Uh, I will be back. Same bat time, same bat channel next week. Uh, mark it on your calendar. I'll probably still be reporting out of the closet until my legs better uh, and I can get back up to my studio. Um, but slowly but surely, uh, they can't keep a uh, weird guy down, right? Um, but uh, it's the weekend. Go out and celebrate. Do something fun. And in the words of the incomparable Murray Saul, the godfather of Cleveland radio, we got to, 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 get down, damn it. True Crime This Week is a Fearful Symmetry production. Photo and artwork are licensed through Shutterstock. If you like the cut of my jib, I have another podcast you might enjoy called The Philosophy of Crime, in which I attempt to solve the big questions behind our true crime obsession by looking to philosophy for answers. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Sit, Brownie, sit. Good dog. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs>